At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We were at the Believers' Convention last week or two weeks ago, and it was something that Keith Moore said in his message, and he, he made the statement that um, he said, I don't talk and meditate on what I don't know, I don't have, and I can't do. And I don't know, that just resonated with me. Just, I mean, I agree 100% with it, but it was the way it was said, and it was in the moment that it was said, and it just did something inside of me. And so last week, if you weren't here last week, and it'd be good for you to hear what we shared on regarding that. And um, tonight, I want to look at it again, but I only want to look at the first statement. There were three statements that he made about not doing, about not talking and meditating on what he didn't know, what he didn't have, what he can't do. And I'm saying that for us tonight. And what I said last week is that what God had given me right on the heels of that is, okay, what do I do? If I'm not doing that, what do I do? And I said to you last week that we're going to talk about talking and meditating on what God has revealed to us, what He's given to us, all that God has done for us, and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's where our meditation needs to be. And uh, tonight, all I want to focus on is on the part about what we don't know, replaced with talking and meditating daily on what God has revealed to us and given to us, what He's revealed and given to us. So, <clears throat> somebody just in one word or one statement, give me a promise of God, somebody. What's a promise in God's Word? That He'll be with us always. That's a promise in God's Word. Somebody else. By His stripes, I'm healed. That's a promise in God's Word. Somebody else. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Give me another promise. Long life. Long life is a promise in God's Word. No matter what anybody else says, long life is a promise. Somebody else. A promise in God's Word. That our family, all of our family will come to the saving knowledge. He said he didn't desire. First <clears throat> um, Timothy 2.4 says that, that it's good and pleases God our Savior that all people are saved and all people come to the knowledge of the truth. Vital. For God. Another promise. Having a sound mind. Somebody else. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's a promise. There's over 7,000 promises in God's Word. Over 7,000 promises. From Genesis to Revelation. Promises of God. There's over 7,000 of them. Somebody give me another one. The blessing of 
The blessing of Abraham is upon us. So, I just, I, I just want you to kind of download this simple, 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 simple statement, okay? I just want you to download this statement. That every promise just mentioned and all the other 7,000 plus promises, those promises are not conditional. The promise itself is not conditional. So what does that mean? That means that everything you just heard mentioned right here, that's the way it is. Not conditional. That's the way it is in the kingdom of God. God's kingdom, you're healed. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Uh, long life, your family saved. I mean, all, everything that was just mentioned, and 7,000 plus more of them. No conditions are tied to any of those promises. I'm talking about the promise itself. The conditions come into effect on whether they manifest in your and my life. And the thing that the Bible says has to happen with you and I is that we have to believe that they're ours. But to believe that it's yours, you have to believe that 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 what that promise said, that's the way it is. There's no conditions. No conditions. And for your life, there's only one condition, and that's you believing it. So there's no conditions with the promise itself. And then where those promises, for those promises to work in your life, you have to believe them. And you could, it's, it goes with it, you can say you have to receive them. Every promise in God is not sometimes, and if it's all the ducks are in a row and everything's just exactly right, the promises of God are yes and amen. There's no conditions tied to those promises. I have this happen to me a lot. I've had this happen to me a lot, especially in the last number of years. Maybe since COVID, maybe even a little bit before the COVID years or whatever you want to call those years. But I've had this happen a lot. I had it happen again to me today. A person calling me on the phone and telling me that they don't know that have been born again for many, many, many years, and they're questioning whether they believe the promises of God. They're questioning the promises of God. I'm going to be really direct with you tonight, because we don't have a whole lot of time to waste. 
we got a lot to do on this planet. we got a lot to do and a lot to accomplish. And the only place anything's going to be accomplished is in and through the church because that's the only thing that Jesus is building, the church. You and I together. Not you and I separated, you and I together. He's building the church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Why would somebody that's been born again for years question the promises of God? Because they're not manifesting. They're not receiving Him. They're not walking in those promises. They're not part of their life. The promises aren't for God. He's, his promises are in His Word for you and I. I'm telling you tonight that most people, I'm saying most people, spend more time talking and meditating on what they don't have or don't know. Tonight we're talking about specifically on what we don't know. How many times, maybe this week, that you can think of, have you used the wor- your words like this, like, you have something in your house and, and it's not working and you need to fix it or do something about it and you say out of your mouth, I don't know how. Oh, Pastor, what does that have to do with spiritual thing? It has a lot to do with it. Because most people's mindset are, are the fact that they don't know how or they can't do this or they can't accomplish this, or this will never happen, or I will never receive this. And when your words daily are about what you don't know, what you can't do, what you can't accomplish, when those are your words daily, then you have what you say. But I'm going to hit it from a little bit different angle tonight. And I want to show you something based on what I told you last week. I'm just talking about myself. It's what God said when I heard Keith Moore say that. I I, I translated, okay, into, all right, that could be me. I'm declaring it's not, but it could be me if I'm not meditating and talking about what I do know, what has been revealed to me, what's been given to me by God. That's all we're focusing on right now, just for a few minutes. And I'm going to read to you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that's talking to you about what you do know and have, what God has given you. Can you say amen to that? Philippians 4 and 19. Paul said to the church at Philippi, and my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He shall. 
My God shall supply all of your need. He shall. That, that's something I'm telling you tonight. Now get what I'm saying, and you're going to hear this with every verse of Scripture that I read, okay? That has been revealed to me, and I talk about it all the time. I talk about it, and I meditate on the fact all the time that my God has supplied all my need. When you come to me about need, I've meditated on it so much, that's what I'm going to tell you. My God, who has supplied all my need, my God will supply all of your need according to His riches, not according to anybody else's. I've meditated on that, but listen to me, it's been revealed to me. How has it been revealed to me? Because I talk it and I meditate on it all the time. Anything that comes up, that crops up in my life that looks like my needs are not met, it's shut down and cast down because of what I meditate on every day. We read this verse of Scripture on Sunday out of Proverbs 29 and 18. And it's in the New King James Version. Uh, The King James says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The New King James says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. The Amplified says, where there is no redemptive revelation of God, the people don't make it. Why did that guy call me today? after all these years of Christianity and tell me he doesn't know that he believes the promises of God. Because he's cast off restraint. Now, I'm going to say something to you that you're going to have to really listen to, okay? I'm just going to read what I wrote down. I wrote this down earlier today, and I want you to just think about this for a moment. What we have to understand is that either revelation will lead your life. Listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. Either revelation is going to lead your life, or the knowledge that you have will lead you. Everybody has knowledge. You, you have, you, you're gaining knowledge from the Word of God based on what I'm talking about right now. You're gaining knowledge. But knowledge isn't enough. Where there's no redemptive revelation flowing, the people cast, cast off restraint and so they become authorities unto themselves. When you become an authority unto yourself, the word, the revelation of God's word is not leading your life. There's no other, there's no more dangerous place on the planet to live than apart from revelation because in all, in that 2918, 
cast off restraint, perishes. One translation says dies. One translation says ceases to exist. Where there's no ongoing redemptive revelation of God, you don't make it. You come and call your friend one day and you say, I just don't know why I believe this or not. Really? Okay, let's get back into what we need to get back into, but really? Really? You don't believe this? There's no ongoing development of revelation. What is revelation? That's not a common word that people use in their vocabulary every single day, right? But the Bible definition of revelation, and I'm not talking about the book of Revelation, which the book of Revelation is a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Apostle John got, you know, and he gave it to us. But true revelation from God is the knowledge of God and His promises and who He is revealed to you and I by the Holy Spirit. And and have you ever been in a multi-level marketing thing where you thought that somebody told you, man, you know, if you'll just spend a little bit of time, you'll make millions at this? And uh, not only do you not just spend a little bit of time, but you don't make the millions. Now, I'm not saying nobody has, because some people have. But I'm just talking about this trying to get rich quick mentality with little work or little effort put into it. It doesn't line up with this. And the only reason I can talk about it is because I was involved in it a number of times, those kind of things. You, you're, you're not going to put in a little bit of effort to learn to know the voice of the Spirit of God inside of you, revealing truth to you, revealing revelation that is empowering you to overcome every situation and be the recipient of 7,000 plus promises. 7,000 plus belong to you and me. And I promise you, there ain't a bad one of the 7,000. There's not one of those promises in there that's going to give you cancer. Hmm? There's no, not one of those promises that are going to cause you to lose sleep at night. Every one of those promises are, like we say in Texas, dang good. Huh? I mean, they're dang, dang good. Every promise in God's Word. But here's the thing. You're going to either be led in your life over time because of your development. You're going to be led by revelation or you're going to be led by your knowledge. I'll just tell you this. Your knowledge of the Word, that ain't any good. 
Your knowledge of the Word is no good if it's not revelation. It comes into here, and if this is where it stops, no good. It's got to get in your heart. That's what revelation is. I like to say that revelation is the wisdom that's extracted from the knowledge of God's Word that makes it applicable to a day-to-day walk in being able to overcome. I don't know about you, but I want to know how to get over the situation. I don't want to just talk about the situations all the time about what's not working. I want to know how to get on top of it and get through it. Because then it's not just about you. You've got a testimony instead of the monies. You've got a testimony about how good God is and what He will do. And if He'll do it for you, you know it'll do it for someone else. Right? Very simply tonight, I'm just saying, our talk and our meditation has to daily be on what God has revealed to us and is revealing to us. Because if your meditation is on anything else, then what happens is we eventually begin to be led by our knowledge of things. And one day you find yourself coming to somebody and saying, I just don't know if I believe those promises anymore. What? It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be afraid of that. It doesn't have to be that way. It, de- it, it determines on what you do with the word you hear. But if you're not hearing any word and you just think that you know enough, then what happens is pride sets in and you think you know better. Number one, you don't think you need the church. Number two, you don't think you need the preached word. Number three, you don't think, you may not consciously be thinking this, but, but down inside, you don't think you need the help from the helper. I can just tell you right now, I don't even, even if I don't know you, I'm telling you, you need help. Because you know why? I need help every day. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I'm declaring today, you will never hear from me that I don't believe the promises of God. You'll never hear that from me. Well, Pastor, you better knock on wood. No. No, piece of wood ain't going to work. I just have to stay true to a life of humility, walking in the truth of God and allowing that truth to be constant. I mean, I can tell, like if I'm traveling or something and maybe I'm out of my daily routine a little bit and I've got to work it to get it worked out because of stuff that's going on or whatever, I I can tell a little bit of disruption with the lack of the Word coming in. If I was doing that on purpose, how ugly could it get? And the reason it can get ugly is because there's a deceiver out there. There's a devil, and he's real. He's defeated, but he's real. And the Bible says this interesting verse, Don't be unaware of the devil's devices and his schemes and the way that he operates. Don't be unaware of those things. 
because he's after people all the time trying to discourage them and rob them of gaining revelation. The devil really doesn't matter. To him, it doesn't matter whether you go to heaven or hell. He doesn't care. He just wants you to live here so far from victory that you think there's no way to ever get to that place of victory in my life. And he's a liar, and he's a cheat, and he's a bully. And he picks on infants. Natural infants, little children, but he picks on little children spiritually who are trying to grow up, and he's always constantly nagging them and picking on them, making them believe that, that, you know, what are you wasting time doing something like this? What are you wasting time in that Christian walk and that going to church and doing all that kind of stuff? I'm not wasting time. I'm growing up into the things of God because he said this is the way to do it. Can you say amen? Amen. So, you don't want to be building in your life anything else other than a life and a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, they all have different roles, but they're all part of that relationship. And the more that you learn about that, and the more you believe that the promises of God are not conditional, they are that way. Healing is healing. Deliverance is deliverance, right? Peace is peace. God fighting for you and being your lawyer is the way that it is He fights for you. So I want you to think about the way these promises are as I read these next few promises because I have a point I want to make about these. As I read these, I want you to think about this. Second Peter 1 and verse 3, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. Everybody say, that's the way it is. That's a promise, and that's the way it is. So He's already given you all that. Just remember that as I'm going through a few of these promises. We've received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. So as we get to know Him and we get to believe in these promises and we get to believe, we begin to believe that all of this is yes and amen and the way He says it is, that's the way it is. As we begin to believe that and we receive it, then we don't labor for it. Proverbs 21 and verse 23 in the Passion Translation. Promise of God. Watch this. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised by how few troubles you will have. 
So talk the promises of God and no troubles. Did you hear what I said? Talk the promises of God daily so that what? So that your thinking changes and you won't have any problems. Did it say that? Did it say that? Yeah, it said that. In essence, that's what it said. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not. What does that mean? Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Why? Because he's with me. (laughs) Be not dismayed, upset, worried, or agitated. For I am your God. Watch this. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Everybody say, that's the way it is. So if he told me, he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't like some option to not be afraid. He said, don't fear. It's a command. So if he told me not to fear because of all this stuff, and that's the way it really is, he's my God. Look, look, at, look at the way that it is. He's my God. Don't be dismayed. <clears throat> I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Is anything left out there? I mean, am am I left on my own? Am I some, you know, alien on this planet? Am, Am I like, you know, an orphan child to the things of God? Not according to that if I believe this. See, that's that's the way it is with God right there. So if that's the case, as I'm, as I'm making I, I, that's, that verse of Scripture, all these verses of Scripture, I speak out of my mouth every day over myself. I speak these over myself. Because I need to hear myself saying this, because we just read, if you're declaring the promises, no problem. Word of God, no problem. What you learn along the way is, yeah, but Pastor, I've got, the, I've got these issues and problems, okay? But he said no problem. Right. But, man, I'm, I'm just going through all this stuff. Okay, so what are you talking? You're talking the problem. You know, you've got to give people information. You've got to tell people how things are going. Okay, tell them whatever. But the more you learn and believe that when you fill your mouth with what the promises say and it begins to change the way you think, then when you're not moved by what you see, how you feel, the way things appear to be, when you're not moved by that because this has become more real, that's when you see the no problems. Because see, what he just told me was, he said, he's my God, that he would Strengthen me? What does that mean? When I'm weak, he's strong. He said he would help me. What does that mean? When I need help, he's already there. Hmm. He would uphold me. What does that mean? When I'm falling, he's going to catch me. And then what did he say? 
and I'm going to uphold you with my righteous right hand, my righteous right hand and arm. I mean, there's nothing stronger than that. The ultimate strength he's holding you up with. Uh, what problem do we have? No problems if that's what we're talking is the promises. So you can either talk the promise or talk the problem. We've all talked the problem, all of us. Everybody just take a deep breath. I'm not looking at you saying it, right? We've all talked the problem. We're just choosing not to talk the problem. Talk the promise and live a no problem life. See, the determining factor in there is not how many times you hear me say it. The determining factor is how much you choose to declare every day and then believe. That's the determining factor. So there's no conditions tied to the promises themselves. The conditions are only tied to whether they work in your life or not, whether you choose to do the work that it takes to truly believe that they are yours. Because see, everything we've talked about tonight, these verses of Scripture, that's the way it is with God. He'll never change or come off of that. Why hasn't God done this? And why hasn't God done that? And why, why hasn't God taken care of this? And why hasn't God done this and that and that and this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that? Because <laughs> that's all we talk. And when that's all you talk, that's what you get. I mean... You don't like it, then you take it up with him. Because all I'm doing is telling you what he said. <laughs> if you don't like the fact that you've got to change the way you talk and what you meditate on on a daily on a day-to-day basis, you don't like that, you got to take it up with him because I can tell you there's been a lot of days I didn't like it either. But that's the way it is. Another promise from the Word, found in Psalm 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Here's a four-word question. Whom shall I fear? Only one that can answer that is you. But notice what he said. The Lord is the strength of my life. This is David saying this. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. We just read in Isaiah where Isaiah prophesied that God said, I will strengthen you. So what happened with David? Over time, there were times that David didn't feel this way, but he came to the place where he said it out of his own mouth. Mm -mm. No, the question, whom shall I fear? He answers it by, the Lord is the strength of my life. I'll be afraid of nothing and nobody. Why? Because the Lord strengthens me. But David believed that. But there were times when David didn't believe that. There's times when you don't believe that. There's times that I've not believed that. But we're choosing not to focus on what we haven't done, like the question that Keith Moore asked. I'm not going to meditate on what I don't know, what I don't have, what I can't do. And I'm saying today, 
We're not meditating on what we don't know. We're choosing to meditate on what's been revealed to us. And I'm saying every one of these verses of Scripture that I'm speaking to you today, and and I know it's true, it's been revealed to me. These things have been revealed to me, but they need to continue to be revealed to me. You need deeper revelation in a year from now than you have today. Hmm? And two years from now than, than from a year from now. You need this growing. You're not doing that. You're casting restraint off because there's no active development and revelation flowing into your life. It's not just what you hear. It's what you do with what you hear. So that you don't come to your friend and say, I just don't know if I believe those promises anymore. Okay, we got some work to do. Anybody ever felt like, you know, in my walk with God, I should have been past this, whatever it is. I mean, I mean, I should have, you know, I see so-and-so over there, and it seems like they're maturing, and they're growing, and they're doing all, you know, whatever. Hey, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're not in a race with anybody. Huh? And, you know, as far as I'm concerned in the Word, I'm not going anywhere. He promised us, somebody said it earlier, long life. That's a promise. How long is that? Till you're finished. He's even, the Bible tells us He's given us the ability to determine when we're done. He said, when we're finished. Remember the Apostle Paul said, I'm finished. I've run the course, I've finished the race. Now, he got that from God, but he was the one that determined when he was done. Man, they, the Bible says he was in deaths often. Raised from the dead, raised from the dead, raised from the dead. Preaching, stone him, stone him, he's preaching the next day. They stone him again, they're preaching the next day. I mean, constant. You say, well, you know, he, he could die. No, he didn't. He wasn't going to die. He wasn't finished. But then he said, I'm finished. God wants you and I living our lives until we're finished. And when we're finished, man, it's not a bad thing. We're stepping over to the next step. And it's a glorious thing. But he wants us living here like we're in heaven now. Because we're connected with Him, and we're receiving the revelation, and the revelation is showing us what is ours now. (laughs) This is mine now. I don't have to be afraid of a thing or a person or anything on planet Earth right now. But boy, your head will say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. But we're choosing, we're not going with yeah, but. We're choosing to believe the promises. And it starts with you declaring these promises every day of your life. I can just tell you right now, if you have a promise scripture every day, there's nothing wrong with the promise scripture, but you need about, start with a dozen and work up to about 300. (laughs) Did you hear me? 300 because you want to. But, we, but, but we, don't, we don't just need a little dab or dose of 
the Word of God, we need to make it a diet where the Word of God is first place. It's coming into us. I can't live my life without spending time in the Word every day. You say, well, you know, I just don't have time. You've got to make time. You've got to get rid of something else because you need enough time. I promise you, God will take five minutes from you. If you give Him five, five will turn into 10 and 20 and 30 and whatever else, and it will turn into a whole day where you're aware of God. God knows the responsibilities you have. I'm not talking about being in some prayer closet and hidden, you know, or whatever. I mean, unless that's what God tells you to do. He knows what you have to do. He just wants you aware of Him all the time in everything that you face. So, I mean, have you ever noticed that the things that you have difficulties are in are the things you're not talking to Him about? Yeah, I've got this covered. Yeah, that's the problem. You're either going to be led by revelation or you're going to be led by your knowledge and then maybe one day, I just don't know if I believe this or not. Mm. God doesn't want you to be one of those. He wants you loving Him and passionately knowing Him and being able to, you know, when you lay down at night, you're laying on your, your head's on your pillow and you're about to go to sleep and your eyes are closed and instead of worrying about tomorrow, you're telling him how much you love him. Father, I just, I just love you. I didn't always see it that way in my walk with God because I, I didn't know it. I didn't, I didn't understand it. But when I stepped into that revelation, and it was like, I could feel him receive that from me. Wow. Man, he really loves me, and he loves to hear me tell him how much I love him. I mean, all throughout the day. Just close your eyes right now. Just tell him you love him. Just, just tell him. Whew. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're real. Thank you that you're real. Thank you that your promises are so real. Lord, I... I see. One, one of the promises are that you can't lie. <laughs> it's not that you could lie and you choose not to lie. You can't lie. That means every promise is true, and that's the way it is. And nothing will ever change those promises. Thank you, Lord, that you're real. These promises are real. And it's the Word of God coming out of your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis. It's the Word itself, the seed of the Word that empowers you to be able to believe and receive the promises. Did you hear what I said? It's not even you saying it even though it is, 
But that's not the focus. The focus is on the seed of what you're saying that has the ability to produce what it is you're looking for. That's why we say it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Proverbs 13.3 in the Passion. Just a couple more. Proverbs 13.3 in the Passion. Guard your words and you'll guard your life. But if you don't control your tongue, it'll ruin everything. If all you talk about all day long is what you don't know, instead of talking all day long about what God has revealed to you from His Word, that determines what you're receiving in life. Fear and destruction and separation and not seeing anything happen versus being a recipient of every single promise in God's Word. We've talked about this through the summertime, how in John 17, where Jesus talked about in his prayer to the Father about the Father's love for us as much as he loved Jesus. The Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. You've got to be able to receive that in spite of you because of what the blood of Jesus did and accomplished for you, correct? Has the blood of Jesus truly liberated your life? Then God sees you through that blood. He loves you just like he loves Jesus. Is there a soul on the planet that deserves it? Not a one. But we're not banking on our merits. All of our faith and confidence is in what the blood accomplished. And he's made us right. <laughs> so we can boldly walk into the throne room of God and receive what he has done for, for us. Because of that love and what he's accomplished and done for us. Can you say amen to that? Every day, I'm, 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 I, I started this, so some of the names are behind. I've just added new names, but I've just kept it going. I, I started this confession about seven years ago, and I just added to it, and this is what I say every day. And I want you to catch a hold of this revelation that I'm giving you right now. I say this. Father, I speak today over President Trump, Governor Abbott, Mayor Blackburn, who is our previous mayor, Mayor Inchner, who is our mayor now here in Kerrville, President Biden, over all their cabinet members and all government authority figures in Washington, D.C. and the whole United States. Can you pray a prayer like that? Well, I've done it for six or seven years every day and I've never missed it and with that this is what I speak over them everything hidden is being brought to the light every lie is being exposed by the truth all darkness is being uncovered every day by the light of God's Word today 
Those three statements are all scriptures, pieces of scripture. And today, I believe that, that I speak over those government officials and over all of them in the United States. I believe that to the point that I don't have to lift another finger to try to make something happen in my favor unless God tells me to. Because I believe in this prayer, everything that is hidden is coming to the light. The light of what? The light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything hidden is brought to the light. Every lie is being exposed by the truth of God that's coming out of my mouth, and I'm going to back it up with something in a moment also. All darkness is being uncovered by the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What other help do we need to get things right? Nothing. Except what he tells us to do. Supposed to get behind something, vote for somebody, do this thing, do that thing, whatever, do it, but not on top of a cause that is birthed out of offense or anger or prejudice or this thing or that. What I don't care what it is. And only God knows the hearts of people that are doing things in our nation. We need to put our stock in what we say over this nation before we do anything else. Because if you put your stock in what you say over this nation and you're confident there and you got that from God, then you're confident you can hear the voice of God about anything else you're supposed to do. Watch your words. Be careful what you say. If you are, things will go well. If you're not, things go bad. There lies the absolute truth. What I just declared over all those people are the way that it is. Not the way it's going to be. That's the way it is. That's what God's Word does. It reveals the lies. It uncovers the darkness. It exposes things that are hidden. That's what it does. But if we're busy talking the problem, I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how this is going to be accomplished. I don't know what we're going to do. The United States is going to hell in a basket. If, if we're talking that kind of trash, not doing any good for this nation. And remember, you're either going to be led by revelation or you're going to be led by your prideful knowledge thinking that you know better and you're not a good leader of your life. Nobody can lead your life like the Holy Ghost can lead your life. Nobody. You're a not good leader of your life. I'm going to say it again. You're either going to be led by revelation based on what you're speaking out of your mouth every day and how that revelation is coming, or you're going to be ruled and led by your own knowledge that turns into pride. Whoo! In the name of Jesus. So, I end with this verse. To me, 
This is no exaggeration that this verse has become the strongest weapon in my arsenal, my spiritual arsenal. And it's Psalm 103 and verse 20. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Where is the voice of God in the earth? If you choose to voice it. God, you, the Bible says we don't know Jesus after the flesh anymore. Now we know him after the spirit. To know Jesus in the flesh now It's the church coming together led by the Spirit of God. See, it's not our ideas of who Jesus is. It's God's ideas revealed to us by the Holy Ghost and us carrying those ideas out. That's the rest of your life. I'm just telling you right now. No matter what else you do in life, the rest of your life needs to be spent tapping into becoming the minister of reconciliation that God created you to be. Being reconciled yourself and then helping to reconcile other people to the things of God. And we're not doing it on our own. We have angels working on our behalf. Many people are taught a lot of things about angels that are not true. Angels are sent here to minister on our behalf when we become led by the Spirit and doers of the Word. Notice he said here, Bless the Lord you as angels, They excel in strength. There's no limit to their strength, what they can do. Who do His Word. See, that's why there's no limit to the, the strength of angels, because they're doers of the Word. And they heed to the voice of the Word. So when you and I daily are declaring the Word of God, the angels are working that Word. They're heeding to the voice of that Word and helping for the desires that God has put in your heart to come to pass, they're there to help you do it. You're not on your own trying to accomplish this. Angels are working for us. What a great day to be a part of this great kingdom in the earth and be on the receiving end of every promise, 7,000 plus promises in God's Word that are ours. And I, I can 100% guarantee you that every one of those 7,000 plus promises cover everything in your life. <laughs> and then a whole lot. There's not anything that's not covered. I love it in Deuteronomy where it talks about the curses and it says, He's redeemed us from the curse. You know, Galatians 3.13 says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And in Deuteronomy, he talks curse after 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 curse. And he says, and even the curses that aren't even mentioned. Because I never did find COVID in there. Amen? 
but he redeemed us from COVID. Can you say amen? amen? Or whatever, I'm just saying. You know, there's other COVID stuff probably out in the future that's out there. The Bible doesn't say stuff's not out in the future. But you're my God, he's already there. And so he set it up. It's not a Luke and Darth kind of thing, see? Mm-mm. Darth's already lost. But he's trying to convince Luke and his boys that he hasn't lost, that he really still has all his power. And he's got absolutely nothing except lies and lies and more lies. And if we expose all that mess because of the word we're declaring every day out of our, our, out of our mouth, and we're exposing that on a day-to-day basis, he's got nothing. And that's what he's afraid of, the church rising up and becoming the real church of Jesus himself in the earth. Everybody say, that's me. That's you and I and us together. No one person, no ten people make up the church. The church is all of us together. The church is the body of Jesus in the earth. But for the church to be that body, we have to come together. We have to come together. And that's what we're doing. One day at a time, one situation at a time, one declaration at a time. We're coming together. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.